Welcome back to our Difference Maker Leadership Podcast Series for 2023. Um, We are using this series to share the stories and learnings of successful leaders that are making a difference, making a positive impact in the world around us with the hope that we, the total community of Diamond Sea, all of our friends and family are inspired and challenged to greater heights. Um, So with that, I'd like to welcome today's special guest leader, Mr. Sri Submaranian. Subramanian. Subramanian, uh, who serves on the executive team with me here at Diamond Sea as our chief customer officer and is a champion for improving the lives of our team members, customers, and community abroad through extraordinary customer experiences. Thank you, Jeffrey. It's it's uh, it's really an honor to be here and to be able to talk about leadership with you today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and sorry about that uh, pronunciation on your last name. That was, that was uh, what I was most nervous about with today's interview. <laughs> um, I, I am so excited to um, talk leadership with you, Sri, because you have a story and life experiences that are just so different from mine. Um, and I'm sure that you know, different from the vast majority of our leaders, as evidenced by my mispronunciation of your last name. Um, so I know this will be an interesting conversation that we'll all learn from. Um, so so can we jump in there just with a bit of uh, the short story on kind of your your life and your journey in leadership um, that brings us to today? Yes. Uh, I was born in a... Uh, uh, city called Chennai in the south of India, mm-hmm. um, which has a population of about 14 million people, mm-hmm. a little more than Mount Pleasant, Texas. Yeah, wow. And uh, because of the nature of my dad's work, we got to move around the country a fair bit and I've lived like in the busiest cities in India uh, growing up and in, in cities which had like 25 million people in it. Mm-hmm. And my childhood, which... which defined a lot of my perspective as I grew up was all about discipline. Uh, My parents were very big on that. There was not a lot of eating out and vacations. There was a lot of hard work, discipline. There's a period of time. uh, I lived in the busy city in India. My parents sent me uh, to a Christian missionary school for a few years. So it further just reinforced this concept of discipline all through my life. And the first time I got... uh, some kind of uh, freedom of choice was when I went to engineering school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually where I met my now wife and fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, engineering school was a wonderful time. Uh, straight out of engineering school, I got into uh, Microsoft for tech support. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, that's where I realized that I wasn't cut out to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, uh, my career has been defined by some kind of... Uh, um, help that I've got all through my life from mentors. And I've just been fortunate to have had such great mentors all through my career. Mm-hmm. Kind of guided mm-hmm. me in the right way. Right, right. And so uh, important. right after me not wanting to be an engineer, after working for five years to be an engineer, right, right. I, I got to work in all aspects of sales, marketing, and customer experience. Uh, serving customers in very many different countries and not just mm-hmm. India uh, for the next nine years before uh, my wife now girlfriend then after being in a relationship mm-hmm. for eight years we decided to tie the knot mm-hmm. and uh, God bless her heart that she wanted to marry me <laughs> for sure and uh, <laughs> as soon as we got married uh-huh. her job moved from Chennai in India to Louisville, Texas oh <laughs> uh, it was a pretty long jump and uh 
I decided that her career should be incredibly important to us, mm-hmm. and I said, "We'll take a leap of faith and go to a new country. Mm-hmm. If we don't like it, we'll come back home." Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we came to the United States, and the next twelve years, again, blessed to have great mentors and work for large publicly traded firms, and right, right. Uh, grew our lives here. Mm-hmm. And uh, exactly a little over a year ago. Uh, I think the best thing I did was uh, pick up your phone call mm-hmm. <laughs> and and meet with the executive leadership team right at a point in my life where I was feeling a little burnout and I, I wanted more mission and values and purpose in the work I was doing. Mm-hmm. And the last one year has probably been among the best, most fulfilling times uh, in my career. That's amazing. Um, you know, I'm always, I never cease to be amazed with your story because uh, Mount Pleasant, Texas, born and raised. <laughs> Never left for more than a week uh, or so, and uh, you know your world. Your worldview is so vast and broad. Uh, you know I appreciate my own story and and journey by all means, but you know if I got to do it all over again, I would love to have <laughs> this uh, worldly journey and adventure that you have um, to ha- have that such such a broad worldview and appreciation for um, just different perspectives and. Uh, and all. So uh, I'm always fascinated with your story. And and so I'm curious, um, you just gave us a brief rundown um, around the world um, through engineering school, different mentors along the way, um, a few different moves throughout your career. So over the course of that journey, um, what would you say have been kind of the, the defining moments or kind of key leadership lessons learned that really shaped the leader that you are today? Yeah, I... Um I've made enough mistakes through my life to have several learnings, and I'm really fortunate that I had a lot of those learnings even at a younger age. Mm-hmm. So where I would like to start really is my first leadership lesson in in as within six months of me finishing engineering school. Mm-hmm. At that point... Uh, which was where? I'm sorry. Which is in India. Engineering school was in India? Yes. Okay, gotcha. And... Um, uh, at that point, my 20-year-old self told me that the job that pays you the most has to be the best job in the world. Mm-hmm. So clearly, uh, was not right. So within six months, uh, I, I was not happy. Mm-hmm. And the first leadership lesson I learned in life was, uh, for all the very many things that make us fulfilled in a job, mm-hmm. unfortunately, money is not going to be top of the list. Mm-hmm. There is some value to pursuing your passion mm-hmm. and pursuing the things that you think you can be amazing at. Right, right. And, and everything else in life will fall in place mm-hmm. if uh, you do that. So so that that was my first leadership lesson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, along that journey since then, I've had mm-hmm. many, mm-hmm. but the one that I would, I would like to highlight was the decision, that, like the big decision for my wife and I to move mm-hmm. out of India where where we were so comfortable doing so well right, in our right. careers. Take a leap of faith and move to a new country. Mm-hmm. And just just, just the way we have been welcomed here and the career opportunities I've had and mm-hmm. the growth we've had in the last right. you know, 14 years or so here, uh, the second leadership lesson I would say is sometimes it is very, very necessary to take some risks in mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. to see exponential growth Mm-hmm. in yourself and your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you're just looking to go step by step yeah, and you yeah. miss out on opportunities that could be exponentially rewarding right. in your life personally and professionally. That's right. Um, 
next kind of learning I had as soon as I came to the United States was a lesson in positivity. Mm. Um, when we came here, for some reason in my first month, I didn't want to spend money on buying a car. Mm. I was trying to be cheap. Mm-hmm. And um, we were single income, so I wanted to be extra careful. We were living in a long-term stale uh which where the hotel had a shuttle mm-hmm. twice a day, mm-hmm. one hour it would take us someplace. And I got my first job interview and I was all mm. excited. So it was my first winter in Texas <laughs> and it was one of those colder winters where it was 27 degrees outside. Uh-huh. So I decided to wear a nice suit and take the yeah. shuttle and go for my interview. Mm-hmm. It was only 12 miles away, mm-hmm. uh, but... Uh, as soon as I finished my interview, the shuttle service had ended for the day. Mm. And then there was not much of Uber or no. uh, or, or me standing <laughs> yeah. in the pavement. I couldn't hail a taxi. Uh-huh. So I was a little bogged down, mm. but I decided to walk the 12 miles mm. back to my hotel. And what happened was that those 12 miles that took me, I don't know, a little close to an hour mm-hmm. to do, um, Went from me being incredibly bogged down and a bit jaded, mm-hmm. and I hadn't walked like that for right. <laughs> in, a suit, in the cold, <laughs> a long time. Yeah, uh, walked at all, and um, by the end of it, though, uh-huh. when I when I came and reached the hotel, I realized that I had actually had a good day. I got my first interview. Mm-hmm. Actually, went mm-hmm. really well. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that that was negative was this this surreal, mm-hmm. real life experience of not having the means to do something very basic in life, which is commute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, the leadership lesson I had was you have to have to have a positive outlook. Yeah, yeah. Towards life and think, yeah. count count your blessings versus think about yeah. misfortune. Yeah. And um, as soon as that happened, I told my wife, I'm going to go buy a car because uh-huh. I landed the job offer uh-huh. Uh-huh. and. I bought, went and bought the cheapest car I could, <laughs> and uh, within two weeks, there was a really, really bad hailstorm, <laughs> and the car got total. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So now, um, I said, uh, I'm going to do something um, that my heart wants versus my head, mm-hmm. and I went and bought a car that I, God knows I couldn't afford then. Mm-hmm. And it made me happy every day. Mm-hmm. But for a few years, I knew as I was enjoying the car, I couldn't afford it. And I, but but now when I'm older and I reflect on that day, I I I teach myself a lesson that sometimes you want to listen to your heart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while your head might be saying very many different things. And I'm a data-driven person, and I'm always analytical and thinking right, about right. data. Absolutely. But sometimes on rare occasions, you want you want to listen to your heart. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In the decisions you make, and yeah. have a little bit of empathy mm-hmm. towards others and your own plight, mm-hmm. uh, which might uh, actually end up working very well for you. Yeah, yeah. And and then the next several years was just amazing growth in my career through again great mentorship, being right, a right. part of great teams right. that I got to learn a lot. And then I decided to do my MBA, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and two during the two years of my MBA, where I got to being an amazing cohort and travel the world and study and all of that, I constantly felt like I was the least qualified person in the room. Mm-hmm. Being surrounded by surrounded by so many just amazing, yeah. Yeah. intelligent, right. humble people, mm-hmm. it was a very humbling experience for me. Mm-hmm. And 
the leadership lesson that came out of it is no matter where you are in your career, whether you're frontline starting out or you've grown to be a CEO, right, right. the continuous learning can never stop. Mm -hmm. The continuous learning is what is going to keep you, um, uh, is what is going to help you be innovative mm -hmm. and constantly be uh, in the cutting edge of best in class mm -hmm. uh, without without learning, without reading books, without right. education. Right. Um, um, you would you would you would kind of lose pace of 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 times and trends, right. which would be to the detriment of your job and your teams. Mm -hmm. After that, unfortunately, my leadership lesson came from adversity, <laughs> where I, sometimes I, those are the best ones. Yes, in my case, it is. Uh, um, I, I was a motorcycle enthusiast, driven motorcycles for twenty years, mm -hmm. including motorcycles on a racetrack, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I had a freak accident where I shattered my entire right femur, mm. not broke it, like completely shattered it. Mm. So I had to have an intramedullary rod that was put between my uh, ankle and uh, my kneecap and my hip with mm -hmm. five screws in my knee and several screws in my hip. And uh, bedridden for over six months to allow kind of the femur to grow around it mm -hmm. and settle down. And after which, um, to get up and stand, I needed a full walker. Mm. Uh, and I was fortunate to have a orthopedic surgeon who suggested that if I went for a second surgery, 11% of the times, if you go for therapy as soon as the surgery finished, like with while your wounds were not fully healed, right. and go through an incredibly painful six months of therapy, 11% of the time you could walk again. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll take those odds. When I went for therapy, and uh, within three months, I went from walker to walking stick to walking. Mm. And within the next three months, I, I got to a point where now you, the the average person that meets me probably wouldn't know right, or right. notice right. <laughs> uh, that I went through that. And what ended up being the hardest part of my life, you know, when you when you when you're told you may not walk again. And that, mm. that kind of is, is a very dark place to be in. Yeah, I'm sure. And you you get into a place where there's a lot of woe is me and why mm. me. Mm. And to come out of it, uh, I felt, um, um, taught me a lesson in resilience mm. and taught me that from the, from the bottommost point in your life, mm. you can still see a way up. Yeah. And yeah. end of the day, if you back yourself and you back... Um, and you um, have a level of confidence in your own abilities and your willingness to fight right. through the difficult times, right. you can come out on top. Absolutely. And Absolutely. and the the last big leadership lesson I had was a year ago when I burnt out uh -huh. and I took a leap of faith to come to Diamond Sea because just because I like the people, yeah. <laughs> the last one year has been incredibly rewarding. Really? Working with yeah. a young team here and right. seeing the opportunity but constantly being reminded to have a mission and values focus mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. has been a very, very humbling and good experience yeah. for me. So I would say the last yeah. leadership lesson is if you work for mission and values and right. have purpose in your right. job, right. it's going to be an incredibly fulfilling experience. Yeah. yeah. So sorry if I was a little no, long-winded, but that's great. Uh, I wanted uh, to throw all my, since you spoke about leadership experience yeah. and I, I just that's had great. so many different ones in life, I wanted to share all of oh, them. Thank you. I, I'm, you know, as you're talking, I'm trying to, trying to connect the dots here. And what I love about all that you just shared is it, it's almost a, a cumulative um, 
process. And, you know, you started around, um, sometimes you have to take a risk. Sometimes you have to take a big risk for the, for the possibility of exponential gain. Um, and then you pile on top of that and maintain a positive attitude through it because you take a big risk and what do you absolutely, you're going to face uncertainty, adversity, change, you know, when you take a big risk, make a big move, move around the world, change careers, uh, maintain a positive attitude, even if you have to walk 12 miles after your first job interview. Um, and then, you know, you layer on this continuous learning aspect, um, continuous learning aspect. Um, I think about even like the, the plan, do, check, act process, continuous learning. You've, you've made the move, you've taken the risk, you're maintaining a positive attitude, but you have to continuously look in the rearview mirror and look ahead and look around and listen and learn and adjust, um, adjust along the way, adjust the course. Um, and then, you know, you kind of top that off with this, follow your heart. Um, we have to follow our hearts, um, listen to our hearts through all of that journey and process um, because that's where we find a different level of fulfillment, right? Yes. So I think that's an incredibly powerful set of leadership lessons that all you know, are intertwined and work together um, that we can all learn from and, and think through and apply to, um, to reach a, a higher level of a leadership for ourselves and, and for the people around us for sure. Um, so I think my last question for you for today, as you well know, I mean, we're always striving to translate ideas and conversations and, and brainstorming to action items. So what do we do with what we learned today? Um, so as you think about, you know, all that you just shared, your key lessons learned and your journey along the way, your, your life around the world, um, what challenge do you have for our listeners today? How would you challenge them to take action with some of the wisdom and the things that you've shared today? Are you okay if I put forth two challenges? Go for it, please. So my um, first challenge to our listeners and Diamond C team members in particular is regardless of the job you have, regardless of what you do, be thinking about the customer all the time. What has been incredibly humbling for me is to learn during my journey in Diamond C that the end user that buys our trailer, it's not recreational always. A lot of times, if not uh, if not most of the time, it's a means of livelihood for them. Right, right. And they're trusting their livelihood in our hands. We owe it to them to be thinking about the customer in everything we do. Right. And that right. would be my first challenge. Right. My second challenge, which is from a life lesson to all the listeners, is there is a value in life in running to the fire rather than running away from it. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is if you see a problem, want to be a part of the solution mm -hmm. and not just be wanting to complain or, or highlight the issue, there is incredible fulfillment at the end of the journey when you're a part of the solution. Absolutely. Great challenges, uh, and I want to ask you to elaborate just a bit on the first one. You said think about the, the customer and everything you do, regardless of what, what job you're in. So, so a lot of our listeners are, are not serving a, call it traditional customer, yes. um, inside and outside of Diamond C. We have a lot of listeners that are, that are teachers, that are educators, that are um, running nonprofits, um, or that, that work in production at Diamond C and are, uh, let's just say, a few steps removed from the end customer. So how does, how do you view, how do you apply that challenge um, 
you know, if you're not so much directed to the end customer, how do you break that down to whatever job role you're in? If, if it's a parent at home, who's their customer? How yeah. do they serve their customer? I'd say uh, that's a very powerful question. And I've actually been asked that before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there are, there are jobs to be done for everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's a purpose behind it. Right. So if you're a, you're a teacher, mm-hmm. the purpose behind the job may not necessarily be teaching the child, but to have the learnings you impart in that child be transformational for our society at large. Right. Right. At that point, your customer is the entire community around right. you right. that you're making such a profound impact on. Yes. And that's yes. why I have such deep respect for teachers. Right. Right. And and if you're if you're a welder mm-hmm. in our shop at Diamond C, mm-hmm. every trailer that you're welding mm-hmm. is helping somebody have a livelihood right. at the right. end of that trailer right. being a finished product right. and going to the customer right. and everything, mm-hmm. every attention to detail that mm-hmm. we place mm-hmm. in that trailer mm-hmm. is actually customer experience. That's right. That's and right. and when we think about the jobs to be done mm-hmm. and the purpose that it solves, right, right. it is very easy to relate to the end purpose mm-hmm. and have various custodians actually become your customers mm-hmm. in your mind mm-hmm. for you to want to deliver a superior product mm-hmm. or a superior experience to those right. custodians yep. who are a part of our society and a part of our community yeah. that we serve. Yeah, I think that's so great. And and really, each one of us reflecting on that and digging deep to, to define who is our customer, who are we serving, and, and not take that not always take that at face value of, well, I'm just serving the student, yes. though that is a form of customer yes. for a teacher, of course. Um, they're serving the student, but as you, you know, said, perfect example of really they're serving society in such mm-hmm. a bigger, uh, more impactful way. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone has an answer to that question. Everyone can can discern, discover for themselves and answer that question that, um, yeah, yes, who is it on at face value, but then strip away a few of the layers and, and, and go a little deeper in how are we serving society, a purpose bigger than ourselves, um, and and put that customer on our platform. I mean, put put that, celebrate that customer, elevate that customer to to be um, why we get out of bed every morning and and go and do it all again and run, into, run, run to the fire. Why do we get out of bed and run to the fire every morning? Um, it's to serve that customer and, and, you know, the, at the end of the day, right? So powerful challenge and and such a powerful you know story of leadership lessons learned. Shreya, thank you for um, sharing that. I know, I know that from all that you shared, I've got some things to go back and think about and work on and uh, how am I stacking these things up in my own life and my own leadership. Um, you know, as I said at the beginning of the video, your 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 experience and life is just such a such a so much diversity in that. Um, and uh, d- different worldview than than what I've had, and and so man, I just so appreciate your story and the wisdom that you shared with us today. Um, so with that, we're going to wrap it up, and thank you all for listening in and learning with me today. Um, now, I challenge you all to to dig deep and apply these lessons learned, and to go and as we say at Diamond C, do work, love strong, and be the difference.